Ladies and gentlemen, mm. Mm, it is that time again. Welcome to another episode of the City Image Podcast. I am one of the hosts. You know me as Brian, the Theological Giant. Here again, mm. to my left, I have. Go ahead, introduce yourself. My name is Daniel, the Creator, mm. and um, and the I just want to say, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. You the know, most I just, beautiful. I tried. The Lord is the good. most debonair. Uh, man, always stunning. Man, Um, yeah, and then to my left are these two beautiful. Guests. Amazing women. Mm. Uh, um, our guest for today. Why don't you go and introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Yvonne the Sage. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, um, I've lived in Brooklyn for the last four years, and um, I am currently the director of the Known Campaign, a campaign that um, works to uh, basically share the love of Christ with the homeless in New York City, and I'm also active in my local church um, called the Bridge Church. And a fun fact, she also does the drop for us, City Image. So when you hear, I love City Image, <laughs> that's her. So glad to have her on the show. Yes. Actually, ah. I say City Image is the best. Yeah, that's ooh, that's that's she does both. <laughs> okay, that's what's up. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> and I am Felicia. Um, they call me Dr. Phil. Mm, I'm not Dr. a doctor. Mm, <laughs> but, but I'm not, not a doctor, doctor. though. <laughs> and I am currently attending Bridge Church, just like Yvonne and Danny and Brian. Um, I co-lead Marine Park City Group with Tim J. Tim J mm, Music. Big shout out. Hey. Tim, love you, bro. <laughs> yeah, and so I'm currently studying psychology in school. I... Am hoping to become a psychologist and be actually a doctor one day. Mm-hmm. But um, speaking it into existence, I like that. Start now. Mm-hmm. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> I'm gonna have my whole show and everything. But yeah, so I am just like so psyched to be here. Yeah, today. that's what's up. Amazing, amazing. Um, well, thanks for the um, coming out. Um, appreciate everyone. Uh, taking the time to be here. Of course, some of you might be thinking, where is uh, Rich, young Flatbush? Unfortunately, he could not be here uh, mm. with us tonight. He's on daddy duty. Mm. And his Rich. wife is on out of the country. Mm. So, you know, got to respect the man for uh, putting his family first. Yes. That's um, beautiful. But yeah, so we did not forget about the fact that we <laughs> owed you guys this episode on community. Um I know that we had promised that it was going to come out right after our What is Community episode, but it was various scheduling conflicts. And, of course, with the verdict on Philando Castile, we felt the need to address that first. But here we are. Um, and, of course, we have some very distinguished women yes. with us to have this conversation. So, hey. so yeah, we really, wanted, <laughs> we really wanted to have a conversation geared on just the various challenges that might be gender-specific to community um, and how there are challenges that are unique to each gender or how genders relate to each other in community. And so, yeah, we really wanted to dive into that. And I think we've got a great show lined up. As you may remember on the last episode, What is Community? Uh, the fellas, we spoke about what a blessing community was to us. And so we wanted to first start out by asking Yvonne and Felicia 
how has community been a blessing to you specifically obviously christian community what has that meant to you and how has it blessed you community has been like a blessing and a curse at the same time like it's hard you know um so coming from a context of like the lone wolf christian i it was very hard to like change everything and now allow people into my heart allow people to know what's going on with me because i'm so used to just like hey i'm gonna oh, I'm going to read my Bible by myself. I'm going to find sermons alone. I, I'll do what I have to do. Um, and then forgetting about like the scripture that talks about bearing each other's burdens. Um, I feel like now being plugged into community, it's shown me how real that scripture is. Um, and I can't just take everyone else's burdens and uh, along with my own and put it all on my back. Like There has to be a, a balance, mm-hmm. a balance of it. So it's definitely been super helpful um, in... Like maturing in the Lord. Mm. That's good. Uh, for me, coming f- from a um, single parent household and just experiencing a lot of brokenness in my own family and just not really feeling like I belonged in my family. Um, the body of believers um, has been instrumental in my walk with um, Christ and um in many ways, I've experienced the love of God through um, my brothers and sisters, and it's been crazy. Just mm-hmm. like at different points, at different seasons of my life, um, being able to be encouraged, being able to be admonished, um, really experiencing um, unconditional love and sacrificial love um, in times where I didn't have a place to stay. Uh, families open up their household and allow me to stay for free. Um, in times where I was financially just in a really rough place, um, people have just like hit me up and given me money, like mm. the tangible things, but also the intangible things of just um, having a, a shoulder to lean on, um, having people who I know want me to look more like Christ. So um, just oftentimes them calling me to a higher standard and reminding me of my identity in Christ. And um, yeah, it's just been pivotal it's also Hmm. just shown me how much i need god right Mm -hmm. to love people requires um a level of like dependence on god so it's really pushed me to um seek jesus yeah that's good so wanting now to shift into um various gender specific challenges i wanted to throw this question out to both of you uh what are some of the challenges that may keep women from engaging with other women well in community? Or is that even a thing? Do you, let's agree, let's presuppose, I don't want to presuppose that that's even an issue. Would you agree first that that is an issue? Um, and what, what may keep that, what may perpetuate struggles or, you know, kind of cause those struggles to firmament? Um, well, yeah, I, I do think it is um, a good presupposition. <laughs> um, uh, but I, I think on a superficial like level, you see a lot of women together. You see a lot of women huddling and a lot of women friendships. So you could assume that, oh, it's happening. Community is happening. But if you were to peel back the layers, um, you would see a lot of um, just 
deep-seated insecurities. Mm. And um, I think for a lot of women, um, just the feeling of them not being enough and feeling like you have to measure up to a particular standard. And um, yeah, I think we bring that into the church and we bring that into relationships with other women. And a lot of times you find just this secret competition that is brewing amongst mm. each other. Um, and it could even be your best friend. You can even like start to be jealous or envious of your best friend because you're measuring um, and comparing yourself to that person. So I think insecurity is something that's huge amongst women mm. and it's oftentimes not really admitted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, just to piggyback off of that, like the insecurity is just like that little quiet voice in your head telling you that you're not good enough like you know even though i you know i love my sister so much with all my Mm. heart but it's just like you'll have those moments where it's just like man uh i'm not that thin like i don't speak that way like i'm not Mm. as eloquent as she is i'm i'm i don't have that much knowledge of the word like she does and i don't carry myself in the same manner so it really like as she said peels back the layers of your own heart and seeing like man my insecurities are just like screaming Mm. and it's like as i'm in the relationship like i'm looking at her and Everything in my mind is just telling me how I'm not good enough. Right. You know, yeah. hmm. everything in my mind is just telling me the comparison of like her standard, her position, where she is, and where I am. Hmm. Um, and it's you know it's not fair hmm. that we do that to each other. Um, hmm. And it causes like the the silent tensions and the little rifts in the relationships. You know, whether it is through like affirmations and it not happening, or just not being invited to certain events because it's just like yeah, you know, I don't really want her there because then I'm gonna feel bad about myself. Hmm. And it's I wouldn't say like it's consciously done, but if you're asked those questions, like and look, do a bit more introspection, you'll see that that's where it's coming from, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And just to add on to that, I would say it's especially prevalent with women of color, um, mm-hmm. specifically black women. Um, I think there is in our society, there's just this um, heavy, heavy pressure and burden um, to be superwoman, to mm-hmm. be educated, to be smart, to be attractive to be humble, but still um, funny. Mm -hmm. Um, And just to have it all together, because when we don't have it all together, it's it's sort of like um, just a sign of weakness. Mm. Um, And so amongst each other, that that, that sort of pressure can be um, very destructive. Mm. Yeah. So this competition does it then lead to a sense of I can't really be honest and open and and kind of vulnerable with my sister? Because mm-hmm. if we're in a state of competition, then, you know, you've got one up on me. Right. Um, yeah. Sort of like an example I think about is you have two, com- com- you know, companies competing against each other, Pepsi versus Coca-Cola. And if Pepsi finds out something terrible about Coca-Cola, First thing they're going to do is put out a commercial trying to expose Coca-Cola, right? To gain, <laughs> to kind of gain yeah. people to drink their brand. And so in a similar sense, is this, this sense of competition leading to a lack of vulnerability because I don't want someone uh, to have something on me that could tear me down. Would you say that that's an accurate sort of assessment yeah. or what? what yeah. Say? Yeah. And just to add on to that, I think, Sort of in the same vein, what, what Felicia said, we fear what we are not, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And so if if I see somebody that is everything that I want to be, mm. but I'm not that, mm. 
either I'm going to withhold or I'm going to um, try to beat them, mm. right? And so there is, an, there is a sense where it's like, you have what I want. I'm not going to enter in relationship with you. Rather, I'm going to try to um, take over. I'm mm. going to try to get mm. what you have, mm. right? Mm. And yeah. I would like to say, I, I think um, that's not in all situations, right? Right, right, right. right. Um, yeah. But that's yeah. Yeah, I, just to add to that, I totally agree. Um, I think that there is a lack of transparency that happens, or rather vulnerability, because um, of the fear that it's going to be exploited, the fear that it's going to be held over your head, or you know, when you leave the room, people are going to talk about it when uh, with the, each other, you know. Mm-hmm. And so then you become uh, looked down upon, and mm. so it's just that fearfulness that this is going to take place when I'm gone, and mm. you know, the fear of like, what are you actually thinking about me now that you know that I'm not perfect, now that you know that I'm not um, everything that I like present. To, to everyone else you know when you get the truth yeah will you still love me will you still accept hmm. me will you still want me you know yeah so that's the that's the fear yeah. um and i don't think it's i don't think it's really true you know i, I definitely feel like the enemy uses that against us to yeah. make us yes. you know fall back into the isolation to continue mm. to hide from people to to stay as that lone wolf as i mentioned yeah. because no one understands you no yeah. one no one can relate to the struggle that you're going through and no one's going to accept you in mm. where you are and you know that's straight up lies you know mm. yeah yeah i love that so much speaking about a lie i think we buy into the lie that we have to be enough mm-hmm. right mm. and the reality is that we're not never mm. we'll, we'll never be enough and that's hard even just saying that it, it's even hard to say like mm. i'm not enough i i don't measure up to the beauty standards um i don't know everything i am not always strong i'm weak right to to, mm. to really acknowledge you're not enough um but christ is enough right and mm. um that being your point of connection as far as women um just connecting with women I think is transformative, right? Mm-hmm. What, what would it look like for for us to gather and to really just like, rather than trying to be enough around each other, acknowledging mm-hmm. that we're not, and we need Jesus to yeah. be our enough. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. That's good. So yeah, I just wanted to to add on to that. Yes, it's hard to admit those truths, but then when you finally accept it as a truth, that is amazing, you know? Like, that reality that I'm not ever going to fit into this, like, idealistic view that everyone has. Like, I'm never going to fit that mold. I'm never going to be that because I don't have to be. Like, Jesus still loves me. He still wants me with my flaws. He still wants me with my brokenness. And, 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 And so there's nothing that I can really do to to sway the the minds and hearts of people, you Mm -hmm, know? mm -hmm. As long as I am being obedient to the Lord and I am letting him be my strength, you know, and vocal about my weaknesses, like he's going to be enough. Yeah. And yeah, Yeah. I feel like that answers it all. I think that's that's good. And um, even just, uh, you know, chiming in about men and and kind of the issues that we have with each other, it's it's almost, I feel like it's very similar. Mm. Um, You know, I feel like, um, we are always kind of comparing ourselves to each other, and I think especially yeah. men do the same thing. Mm. You know, we compare ourselves to other other guys and be like, "Hey, you know, X Y Z muscle, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever." 
um, right. you know, and so there's, I think there's also that same sense of like um, uh, comparison, but then also like in your mind, so subtly or even subconsciously, like you don't want to see him flourish or you don't want to mm. see the other mm-hmm. person flourish because they have something that you don't or, yeah. Yeah. Um, or it, you know, the fear that just because this person is here, um, you'll be seen differently yeah. Yeah. or you'll be seen as less. Um, in comparison Mm -hmm. um so i feel like it's very similar in those ways and then you know even add the um uh the issue of just vulnerability that men um or the problem with vulnerability that men um have with um uh, experiencing that together Mm -hmm. um that's like another layer because of of just this idea of what manhood is and what manhood should look like yeah Um, false idea right false ideas of, of what that is and um, and so there's that sense of vulnerability. And I think as a man, for me, um, and someone who leads other people, like, I have to, one of the things I have to do is model that. Yeah, yeah definitely. You know? And so, um, you know, I have to be good at being vulnerable with people, whether or not they'll reciprocate. Yeah. You know? And I, and I, and I think for me, what, what helps me with that is once you do begin to f- grasp the gospel fundamentally, you recognize that everybody is broken yeah. in some way shape or form yeah. and some people might be very good at masking it than other people yeah. Yeah. but Mask. you know you can you can confidently step into communities knowing that look okay obviously i'm not going to be vulnerable in in every way to everybody mm-hmm. but you can know confidently like listen i I'm not perfect. Neither is this person, and that yeah. mm-hmm. that allows you to be free to confess sin or be free to, you know, have a level of intimacy. Because look, what's put on social media or you know how people leave their houses in the morning, well dressed and whatever. That's not how they always are. Like there is this sense of brokenness, and even if that person may not fully recognize that they have that issue, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that it's not there. And yeah. so that freedom of knowing our desperation, everyone's desperation before a holy God and how broken we really are, um, that should free you to be able to build vulnerability. Right? Yeah, I, I love this. I love this so much because when you think about the gospel and how um, we are a family, right? Yeah. And we share the same father. Yep. And... The way our father sees us as individuals and how much he values us and um, how much um, he loves us, right? And, like, when you think about it, like, this is your sister. Mm-hmm. This is your brother. Yeah. And we all have access to the same God. Mm-hmm. We all have access to the same father. Like, it's not a public good that will run out. Like... Mm-hmm. His love is everlasting and there's more than enough, right? And so we can like encourage our sister to experience like the grace and the unconditional love because her consuming God's love does not take away, you know, my ability to consume God's love. Like we, we, his love will never run dry and yeah. like, there's more than enough to go around. And I, I just think there's a almost a um, sort of a um, independent mentality. Like, if I get it, then that means no one else can get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that comes from, from just having, like, a false sense of God's, like, power and mm-hmm. his 
uh, scale to be able to satisfy us. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like if God causes me to flourish in any way, he can't cause other people to. Exactly. God, exactly. God's got unlimited blessing to give right. to all his children. Right. So we just want to see everyone experience that yes. in the fullest yes. way. We, we don't have to have the scarcity mentality. Yeah. And I think many of, of us operate like that. If I get it, then yeah, no one else. Yeah, because we want to be above other people. Yeah, you know, we want to be in a sense God's favorite. I think. Mm-hmm. So I do have a question. Um, so we're all leaders in this room. Like, how do we reconcile that? Like that transparency that's required? Because I think Danny, you said it before. Like, even though the people won't be vulnerable back with you, like you still need to be vulnerable. Like, how do you guys do it? You know, like what does that look like for you guys? Yeah, man. I, I think for me, um, there there needs to be, number one, a recognition. Because I'm a leader, I need to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm leading other people, I need to have other people speak truthfully to what's going on in my life. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it becomes not just about my own growth, which is there, but wanting to see the growth of other people um, and leading other people well. And so I think sometimes we're most... We're, we're tempted to be most um, kind of hidden in that moment because we don't want people to recognize, oh, this guy's a leader and he's flawed in these ways. But again, remembering the gospel, remembering how desperate we all need him, mm-hmm. that should free us to be open. And then we also recognize, like, listen, if someone has to speak truthfully to you and, for instance, just one example, tell you that I think you should step down from leadership for X, Y, Z, it's better for you to hear that truth and possibly save yourself from heartbreak or a, a people that are that you're leading from heartbreak or church hurt or whatever the case may be than for you to try to put on this false sense of security and not wanting to reckon with where you really are. And then that leads to a greater catastrophe, right? So I think... We should welcome that. It's not fun, but I think it's recognizing the fact that it's especially important as leaders for us mm-hmm. to be vulnerable. It should push us into community more, push us into that. And I do think, obviously, we want to find responsible people that you can confess into and that sort of thing. But, you know, I think instead of that pushing us away from it, it should propel us towards wanting to see that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um yeah, I think, like I said earlier about kind of modeling that, because oftentimes we're like, there's a sense of, in which even as leaders, we need community for um, um, not just, so we need community as leaders, right? Yeah, like m- kind of m- even more so maybe um, people that we can kind of confess to and and hear from and kind of sharpen each other. And then there's the aspect of like people that we lead. Um, and so a lot of times you're dealing with people who, again don't have issue or don't have experience um in any kind of positive community or or they're dealing with church hurt or you know or just the sta- the regular barriers of being you know a, a man or woman or a minority man or woman um and then that's when like you have to kind of model that mm-hmm. and i think for me um i think um i think in general i don't know if it's just me um i'm pretty open with a lot of of my life um and I feel like that's just kind of how I am. Um, and so um, I think there are, there are areas and things that um, I'm pretty just open about mm-hmm. um, um, because I, I'm, I don't kind of mind the people kind of hearing or kind of looking into that. And I feel like, um, you know, I didn't I, I didn't used to um, kind of be so open, like even though I didn't mind if people knew, but I wasn't, I wasn't open with communicating that. Yeah. And I feel like 
um, here. Um, and so seeing it modeled for me was helpful for me to um, see the importance of that. Mm-hmm. Because in modeling that, then you're inviting people in and they feel more comfortable to share. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, before you... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it sounds like there's a difference between like transparency and vulnerability, right? Like mm-hmm. the transparency is like letting people see what's happening and not hiding, you know, the hardships of like being a believer. And then the vulnerability mm-hmm. is letting people into your heart, like to know your struggles, to speak into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a leader, I, I do believe that we have to have like a balance of both, you know, mm-hmm. being wise and who we allow to be in those categories because yeah. not everybody gets full access like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good. So yeah. So what are some challenges that may keep men and women from engaging mm. with each other well mm. in community? There's a lot of reasons, Uh-oh. honestly. <laughs> uh oh. Nah, for real. She's about to oh, man. <laughs> Get him, Dr. Phil. Well, Talk to know, him. Tell him how according you really to feel. studies, no. <laughs> <laughs> but she's not a psychologist. Exactly. Not yet, not yet. Mm. But, but no, I think one major thing for women um, is to not be classified as thirsty. You know, if we start the engaging process and talking to the guy, everyone around will assume like, oh, she's just trying to be with him. Wow. She just want to make him her man and, and, you know, create a narrative for mm-hmm. the story of like what's really happening. Um, and then at the same time, like now we have the guy's perspective and, and I would love for you guys to speak into on that. It's just like, oh, she's talking to me. She's interested. She's doing extra stuff. Like, oh, she's sitting next to me when we go out to eat. And all these things will stir in the minds of the people. Yeah. And it's just like, man, I just wanted to ask you about your thoughts on the sermon. That mm. That's it. Like, I just wanted to know how your week was. It's yeah. really very innocent and sincere, but oftentimes it gets, you know, what is the right word for it? Like, improperly categorized, right? Mm. That's the best mm. way I can say it. Um, and, and so no one wants to be called thirsty. No one wants to be put into that category. No one wants that on their lives. Mm. Um, yeah, it has negative implications. Hmm. Yeah, and so just wanting to ask about that that level of thirst is that somehow associated with you know of course um this sort of kind of implication that this woman might be emotionally needy or maybe Mm -hmm. even like someone that is um sexually promiscuous Mm -hmm. or something like that and so i mean could that subconsciously be keeping you know, gen, you know, some women from wanting to engage with men because I don't want to be seen as yeah. easy or emotionally yeah, needy good. or something like that. Yeah. Um, first, I just want to say, like, there's nothing wrong with being thirsty. Mm. And I know the world tells wow. you there's something mm. wrong with being thirsty, but there's nothing wrong okay. with being thirsty. Break it's just down. where you find, um, where you get that thirst quenched, mm. right? And mm. no, that's a good bars. way to put yeah, it. That's yeah. a good way to, like, switch it up. Yeah. Bad like, um, we're, all, we're all thirsty. I'm thirsty and um, I'm thirsty for unconditional love. Like I'm thirsty Mm, um, for um, Jesus essentially. And um, yeah. So let's debunk that myth that there's something wrong with Mm. being thirsty. Well, that's hard. It is looking at the society that we're in. um, People aren't looking to Jesus to satisfy it. Right. We're looking to the person next to us. We're looking to, you know, the next big thing to satisfy our desires um so it's just like how can we go against the grain like what is that how do we do that but you know what that's dope Mm 
and I, I think you really hit like something key that I wanted to emphasize because when you see that or you perceive that someone is thirsty, right? Like a guy, you know, let's say a girl's talking to a guy or a group of guys constantly. I'm like, oh, she's thirsty. And then there's just sort of like this pejorative, I'm looking down on you kind of mm-hmm. attitude. But there's never this sense of like, okay, maybe she is, but that's not a reason to like downplay that because like you said we all do have this thirst how can i play a role in helping her see that it comes from christ right number one i don't want to assume number one that because i think sometimes we can assume that because this woman is talking to all these guys she's thirsty i don't i think we want to not assume that but even if it is the case that she is desiring these male relationships because it's coming from some sort of emotional need or whatever Mm I think the, the 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 proper response to that is not to look down on that person or want to disassociate that, that person or get pharisaical. It is to want to engage that person in a way that, how can I show this person the love of Christ, right? So I think what, what, what tends to happen is we recoil when we see that, but it's like, I should probably propel us even more into wanting to be that, a good brother or a good sister to that person. So, yeah, to speak into that, I, I definitely agree with you. Like, if we are trying to love our brothers and sisters better, we need to speak truth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the hard part is it's not always received well, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. When you tell mm-hmm. someone the truth, mm-hmm. usually true. that's where the recoiling starts happening. Like, they yeah. instantly, like, huh, don't tell me about my life. Like, you don't know. <laughs> right. You don't know what's happening. Right. Like, I'm yeah. not doing that. There's instant right. denial. Um, and I'm not saying for every situation because that there are people that are mature and that will receive it. But a lot of the times when you find people that would fit into this uh, category, yeah. they aren't very mature. Um, and so they, they won't receive you very well. So it, it creates a tension of like, man, how do, I, how do I tell you this lovingly? How do I graciously tell you all these things for you to receive mm-hmm. it, you know? And, and I definitely, as I'm speaking, I, I realize like the burden of it is not really, I shouldn't be putting it on me. Right. You know, right. and Good. Jesus, the Lord, will be working behind mm-hmm. the scenes. He's the one that's going to change the hearts of man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but it's just hard, you know, to get over yeah. that uh, that uncomfortable conversation, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah I, I Just to add on to that, um, I think to your point, there should be a restorative difference, right, in, that the church has. Whereas the world, when they see someone who's thirsty, they um, label them yeah. mm-hmm. a hoe. Usually they label women a mm-hmm. hoe. Mm-hmm. Um, a thought. Yeah. Um, yeah she's sexually thought. promiscuous. And, and they celebrate it with the men, but they label yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's a bit of a double standard, mm-hmm. right? Um, it is, not little. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, <laughs> it is. It's a, it's a double standard. And then I think we bring that into the church. Um, we may not label it the same, but it is sort of this coded, hidden language that I'm not necessarily hip to. Maybe you guys are. Um, where it's like, oh, ouch this girl is doing the most or and so it kind of gives room to talk about her to separate yourself from her and definitely when you look at scriptures when you look at the way Jesus handles um the woman who was about to be stoned right he protected her um and but he also spoke truth to her right and um so yeah Jesus was the in the restorative business yeah. um and we ought to be too 
to restore what because what i think sometimes we get so fixed on what we can see and not realizing that people have stories people have complexities like there's a reason why he or she is thirsty right Mm -hmm. there was there was a broken bond right that maybe they didn't connect well with their mother or father maybe they were abused or abandoned or neglected there's so many there's like people are just not what you see and i think oftentimes we even in the church sometimes we're guilty of of treating people like um this isolated mm-hmm. experience yeah. um so i do think we need to be cautious right we can't save people we we're not the savior mm-hmm. but we can call and call upon the savior and pray for them and um just ask God for ways in which we could love them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, so as I think about this from the guy's perspective, I'm going to be vulnerable. Um, this is something that I've thought about a lot uh, recently as of late. Um, as, I'm, as, I'm, as I'm thinking to myself, man, what does it look like to um, simply engage women genuinely um and obviously there is all this stuff, you know, let's just keep it real. The moment you have a conversation for more than five seconds with the opposite gender, everybody's assuming, everyone's thinking, that sort of thing. But I think we all agree that that shouldn't stop us from wanting to engage and engage genuinely. Um, but there are some kind of these sort of these uh things that are in community that keep you know maybe it's false understandings or uh sort of presuppositions of how you know people are going to receive certain things but um there is this idea that um especially from a lot of guys sometimes that you know if you know, like we hear all the time a mantra that is like, you know, guard, guard your brother's heart, guard your sister's heart. Right. That's that's often said. And sometimes it could there's this this sense of purity culture in the church, this culture that, you know, we got to remain sexually pure and we don't want to, you know, cause, you know, each other to stumble or, you know, these sort of things um, or even like cause misconceptions like if I'm engaging too long with someone of the opposite sex, do they start to think, oh, this person wants me, what are we, you know? And so things can kind of get messy, emotions can get involved. And I think sometimes that that keeps genuine relationships from starting. Yeah. Now, whether or not that's a good excuse or not, um, that's there. Uh, and so what are, your, what are your thoughts on that? Like. Um, yeah, so while you were talking, um, going back to Yvonne's statement about like debunking thirstiness, we should be thirsty for real brother sister relationships mm-hmm. in Christ. Mm-hmm. That should be our hunger, you know. And I feel like the the culture, our environment, will only change when we start speaking out about that, you know, and saying like, no, I I want to affirm my brother, I want to affirm my sister, I want to. Mm-hmm. you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that when people start like hearing like, no, this is my brother in Christ, this is my sister in Christ and really living up to that mm-hmm. um, and not just, you know, talking about it and like looking at people as potentials only, 
I think that'll start to shift things, you know, mm-hmm. and understanding like what the healthy dynamic and healthy boundaries look like in those relationships. Um, it, you know, it has to be modeled, mm-hmm. right? And we got to be the pioneers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a couple of things. Um, I think hmm, one of the biggest things that hold um, men and women from seeking authentic uh, friendship is fear, right? Mm-hmm. Fear of being hurt. And that is so understandable. I mean, no one wants to be hurt, right? <laughs> but if you do everything you can to prevent yourself from being hurt, mm-hmm. what happens to your heart, right? Like, um, that's not how Jesus, <laughs> that's not how Jesus rolled. Um, right. You know, he yeah. knew that he was walking with sinners mm-hmm. who would um reject him who would abandon him um misunderstand him misunderstand him yeah. betray him yeah. yet he still decided to walk amongst them and so that is the very call i think of believers um when we are in community with each other right like recognizing that we are all sinners and the likelihood of us getting hurt is a hundred yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's Absolutely. so worth it. Right. Yeah. If yeah. our savior could do that, like how much more can we like, mm-hmm. cause the purpose is like, man, we want you to look more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. So even if you hurt me, I'm still committed to you. And yeah. so I think if I'm a girl and you're a guy and we're in friendship with each other and one of us starts liking each other and you're just like, you know, you're like, um, yeah, I can't be friends no more because I like you and you like whatever. It's just it's like a fear based mentality mm-hmm. and it's not faith based. Right. So yeah. what if you do start liking that person and mm-hmm. what if they don't like you? Mm-hmm. Do you trust God enough to keep you and to heal you and mm-hmm. to um, give you the strength to mm-hmm. um, treat this person like a brother or like a sister? Like, can we not trust the Holy Spirit to guide us? Mm -hmm. Sure. Are there cautions we need to have? Do we need to be spending hours upon hours talking to to this person? Not necessarily, right? There are safeguards we could have. But to completely isolate yourself because you're afraid, I think, isn't living on faith. It's living by fear. Okay. So let me ask this question just quickly. Can or should people of the opposite sex in Christian community, can they expect to have the type of deep, intimate relationships that they would have with the same gender, with the opposite gender, if they're not in a romantic relationship? Can something like that happen? And I will just add the caveat, all of us here are single. So, whereas our resident married... (laughs) Yeah, Young Flatbush <laughs> would be able to speak into that. We're yeah. just clarifying that. Yeah, yeah. Because if you're if you're married, you should not be having feelings for another woman. Praise the Lord. Praise God. All mm. right, that was a PSA by Danny the Creator. <laughs> <laughs> now back to our regular schedule program. So I definitely feel like there needs to be boundaries. Um, all right. So with my sister, she should have more access to the things that I'm going through than my brothers like i do believe that there should be some type of understanding of like hey i like felicia you know she suffered a loss so like things are happening in her life but the intimate deep struggles that i'm having i don't think he needs to be privy to that information um because that fosters 
a deeper level of intimacy that can create feelings that shouldn't be there and it becomes unhealthy you know and you form this attachment and then it's just like but we don't have that commitment level to even have that level of intimacy you know mm-hmm. and that goes back into like the talk t- touching time and then i feel like even when you do get into the relationship like let's say yeah you build the friendship and you guys do like each other every level there there's still boundaries in that you know, it's not, oh, we like each other. I'm going to tell you everything now. Like, okay, it's established. We're dating now. You're my boyfriend. I'm going to tell you everything that happened to me when I was five. I'm going to tell you about all mm-hmm. my previous relationships. I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you all the things that I that I went through. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that exceeds the commitment level. Like, yeah. you know, and I and I do believe that there, it can, we can have real relationships yeah. without going super duper duper deep. Yeah. So let me just respond to that quickly. Yeah. I, I think I, I agree with you. I do. I think I do. I think for me, the challenge, though, is that for me, I don't think I really believe I am building with someone truly, truly until I can get to that level of sharing intimate things or like real. Like I almost feel like in my understanding, it could be a false understanding. I'm just speaking from my own opinion Mm. that like. If I'm not able, not, of course, there's different levels of like confession, but like yeah. if I can't have a reasonably real conversation about where I am with you, that I don't think I am really building with you. So I'm wondering if then you know. So so I'm I, so I'm, I, I think you're saying that that can happen with a man and woman, yeah. but they just can't have like the really really what like. So I think there needs to be a realness. Like I'm not saying to have like superficial and like shallow yeah. conversations with people. I do believe that there there should be some access to the heart, but I'm saying like they don't get complete access. They don't get the the innermost chambers of your of your hearts. The yeah. the things that keep you up at night, the fears that you have of like I feel like some things can be shared and you have yeah. to use wisdom and discernment and like yeah. you know your heart, right? Yeah. If you continue to get those deep things about the person, you're gonna build a bigger, a stronger bond yeah. than you may have not bargained for. Because yeah. like now, I tell you, like yeah, I, you know, an unfortunate thing happened to me when I was really like in this last relationship. Now I'm gonna come to you with all of my baggage. I'm gonna keep on feeling like, oh, Brian understands me. Like he yeah. knows and. You may just be like, yes, it's like, dang, that's rough. But now in my mind, I'm like, man, he yeah. gets it, you know, and it it touches something deeper inside. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I, so I think I'm here. I really believe I agree with you. I just think is it's just so difficult to navigate. Absolutely. What the the what is that thing that it's too deep versus the thing that's right? Like you you can share this because there's some things that I've honestly ended up confessing to women or saying to women I'm like dang maybe I shouldn't have <laughs> or maybe she confessed that to me <laughs> and I'm like damn that was like really really personal and it's like I don't really know if it's we're always so self-conscious of the thing that is too much you know so that but I think I really agree but I'm struggling with are we always walking around with that level of self-definition that we know this this is the list of things I can share yeah, and yeah. those are the list of things I can't. I don't yeah. think it's that yeah. easy all the time. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, but it is a tension. It's a gray area. And I think what we want is we want black, black or white, mm-hmm. night mm-hmm. or day, right? And it's not that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We definitely walk in this tension, and we need the Holy Spirit. Um, 
And so for me, I think, you know, some I I have relationships with guy friends and um you know, I remember this one guy friend shared something that was super intimate and when he shared it, um I recognized that it was vulnerable. But I was so thankful because it helped me to understand more of who he was mm-hmm. and um understand his story and and everything like that. So I do think there's a level of wisdom and um I think not just with guy and girl relationships, but with girl and girl relationships, yeah. guy and guy relationships, you do have to be prayerful about what you tell anyone, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to create a level of codependency where you're looking for to someone to to meet all of your needs yeah, and you're going to them yeah. with all your emotions, right? There's a level of mm-hmm. unhealthy that's a word that can be created with same sex relationship friendships and so you have to navigate that tension because i've had situations where um my my closest girlfriends i'm telling them everything and then like all of a sudden like i'm feeling these things in my heart and i'm just like i need to tell this person i'm running to them before i run to jesus yeah Mm -hmm. that's not healthy right and so unhealthy bonds can be created on on both sides Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with guys and girls, like, obviously there's cer- certain things I don't necessarily share with my guy friends. Like if I'm wrestling with certain things, um, sexually, right. I'm, I'm probably not going to call my guy friend and be like, Hey, I'm really struggling. Really you know, <laughs> it was really hard this week. Right. Yeah. And, um, I go to my girlfriends. Yeah. 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 So, so. I was going to say that I I understand the tension, though. Like, mm. in theory, it makes sense. Like, obviously, you have boundaries. But then when you, like, get into it in the relationships yeah. with people, exactly. it's just like, man, I just want to share with you, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just want to yeah. continue to talk. And, I, and you're hearing me and listening and understanding. Like, it just it feels good to have a physical person there that that is understanding the hardships that you're going through that under and it is acknowledging you yeah. you know yeah. evie you got something to say she's, oh, she's praising the lord no. she's like i'm with you i'm with you girl. and I, I do have something to say but i'm with yeah, you yeah 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 so you know just to go back to the thing that you said before about going to the lord you know that's the hard part it's just like when you've created these these bonds and you keep going to these people you kind of forget to, that you got to pray about it too. Like mm-hmm. you, you forget that this thing that happened to you in the week that got you really upset and you know messed up your whole day. You got to bring that to Jesus. Like yeah. the anger issues you may, you got to bring it back to Him. Yeah. And so yeah. often we, you know, we get comfortable because that person's always right next to us. Like, oh my gosh, they're not here. Like I'm just going to text them and yeah. they'll respond. Mm-hmm. You know, we get that immediate response that we're craving mm-hmm. that we don't so. get from Jesus sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that delay. Yep. I just have one more thing to add to Go this, ahead. which if you're attracted to the person, mm. I mean, let's, can we get real? Can we get real? Like, let's get real. Like if you're attracted to the person, you do, there's a level of caution you yeah. should have. Right. Extra. And so, um, <laughs> I, I know like if I'm attracted to the guy, I need to really call upon <laughs> the name of Jesus. Like, um, and, and it's literally moment by moment. One yes. time I was in a conversation and while I was talking to the guy, I had to say, I had to, I had to tell, ask God, like, what should, what should I say next? Um, mm-hmm. Do I need to get off the phone at this point? Like I was really asking God to 
help me because <laughs> left up to me i would be spilling all of my business out yeah. um mm-hmm. but god will be your help right yes he will. and so yeah i've experienced that like god really helps you if you want it mm-hmm. that's key yeah because sometimes we don't actually want god Word. to intervene <laughs> yes you know it just sounds good to say <laughs> that yes. that's what we did but yeah. the right. depths of our hearts we wanted to go further right you know thinking about this i think probably the greatest threat to community is gossip mm. especially when you are Sounds in up. a relatively smaller community yep. uh, you know it can happen in any community but when you have a tight-knit community that threat of gossip is there and i can speak personally um one of the barriers i've feel, felt like i've experienced in wanting to build with women is the the fact that i'm i'm afraid that they may run and tell their friends their their lady friends and and what does it look like if you know i've like been all honest about where i've been at in my life (laughs) and then they run back and they tell all their friends that that's happening you might you know think that that's silly but that's some of the things that really go through you know like the heads of some of the guys that are thinking about this um and so what 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 do you guys have to say about that? Is should that be something that is totally disregarded, or you know, what what can the community do? Because I feel like if guys, right, guys and girls, but speaking as a guy, I felt like if I knew that gossip wouldn't take place, and that if I told, for instance, a young lady something that was personal, that it wouldn't leave her mind, I would be I would be more encouraged to do that. But then there is a sense in which, like, I don't really want this to spread around. And it, you don't want it to spread around to other guys, too. But there's a sense in which, like, with other guys, like, who cares if they know, right? Like, I'm not really out here trying to impress other guys like that. You know what I mean? But it's like with the opposite sex, you're always more self-conscious about what they think. Um, so what do you guys have to say about that? Okay, so I'm going to be very honest with you, right? Oh, she's about okay. to keep it on it. <laughs> I... I feel like it happens on both ends, right? Definitely does. Definitely happens. But at the same time, let's look at your story, right? You talk to your guy friends about you talk to your guy friends about this pursuit of the girl or the information that you gave or the issues that you may have with it. Mm-hmm. Why isn't it assumed that the girl would talk to her key people and talk about how she feels and what mm-hmm. she's going through, right? And you know, I agree. Like, there's this fear that she is going to bash you and, you know, spread, tarnish your name yeah, throughout. Well, not really necessarily even bash you, but things happen. Like, things get said, you know. Yeah. So it's not even like a malicious sort of thing. But, you know, I mean, I think sometimes it's, you know, there is this fear that, you know, you, you just don't, you don't want to look um, vulnerable, especially to the opposite sex. We're just always trying to, put on our best self yeah, right that's true. um and so I, I i don't think it's a valid excuse because i'm like i said honestly i'm going through huge self-correction mm. when it comes to this area mm-hmm. you know and rethinking the way i think and reprocessing the way i i think through things um so this is a very educational conversation for me to be having yeah. you know yeah. i'm just being real with where i'm coming from mm-hmm. um but, you know, this, this is some of the things that, you know, as I'm looking to want to build, and I've had very good female friends. There is that sense in which, like, I, I do feel myself always pulling back because, like, well, 
can I really, especially if we're in the same community? Yeah. Right. So I, so let me ask you a question, um, just to make sure that I'm understanding correctly. Are you more so talking about like you sharing a, a personal experience that happens, or you like trying to pursue her and it not being successful? Because I feel like I'm not fully both of those. Oh. I think it definitely happens. It does happen, to be honest, when you are potentially interested in a girl and let's say you ask that girl out and she turns you down and then you know there could be that fear that that gets kind of spread around the church but not just that but just Mm -hmm. like being honest about your struggles and that sort of thing and then that possibly being told to other people right Mm. and so that kind of creates that that level of fear there so yeah so in my initial response i was more so talking about like the Mm -hmm. the uh invitation to date which is which is real (laughs) yeah you know something that's there too i'm not gonna deny that yeah um but if it's like personal information i feel like it's different like if you're talking to that person and you trust them enough to share that Mm -hmm. i i think you're wise and you would use wisdom and discernment on like, Hey, I'm going to divulge because I know you're trustworthy. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and, and I think that in every relationship, as we have already established, like we, we have to have boundaries and we have to be wise in who we allow in our inner circles. So I think that, you know, that's the response to it. Like be careful in who you talk to because Mm -hmm. you know, it can happen. That is a fear. If you are telling it to the wrong people, because like I've had situations where God's, would say like yeah i've never said this to anyone before i'm like okay mental note never bring this up again like Mm. this is not leaving this table Mm. this is and Mm -hmm. and the only time it comes up again is if you decide you want to talk about it again you know because i i make a very good psychologist (laughs) (laughs) thank you (laughs) yeah because you know it is it's really hard to open up and share Mm. those personal situations or just things that you know would make you seem less manly quote unquote Mm -hmm. um and to share that like that is hard to do Mm. um and so i acknowledge and appreciate every every Mm. moment that someone decides to be transparent with me Mm -hmm. um and it's valued Mm -hmm. so i i would like to say like in the relationships that i have with you know my guy friends that i hope that they trust that i'm not telling everybody and their mom about Mm. their situation you know Mm. Yeah, and I think real quick, um, you know, I I generally have um, really great relationships with um, the women in my life, um, and I think one of the things that I realize is that whether you're a man or a woman uh, doesn't kind of really keep you from spilling someone else's secrets. It's really about the maturity of the person. Yeah, because I know some guys who. I'll yeah. say stuff too, and you know, Facts, <laughs> and then it ends up even worse. It ends up around the community of guys, yeah. you know. what I'm saying that like I'm supposed to be closer with yeah. than. Oh, that hurts. That does. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. But you know, the Lord heals. Mm. Yeah, I, I guess there's just something yeah. about a male pride that, like, even if you look at potential collateral damage, mm. you would rather have some of the men look at you some type of way than the women. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like there's a yeah. sense in which, like, okay, if the guy spreads that around other guys, that sucks. No, not to never tell him anything again. <laughs> but like, if something gets spread around among the opposite sex, there's something as a as a, I don't know if it's male ego, whatever it is, you just don't want that to happen. So there's yeah. this sense in which, like, I, I really would not want, like, potentially harmful or damning things about me be among 
you know, yeah. the women, right? So. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I definitely, um, you know, I have to admit that I think when a guy approaches a girl and the girl's not interested, I have been a part of situations where I've heard girls just like be like, no, you know, <laughs> like, ew. you know, like, ill. And there's just this <laughs> level of like, no. Um, and not. so, of course not. Right. Mm. And so I think it's we can do better. I think there is growth mm. there. Yes. Um, That's what's up. And there is just this coming back for those of us who hear it like, hey, that's your that's your brother. You know, if you're not interested, then you're not interested, but don't put him down. Yeah. He's not discussing um, just because you're not attracted to him. Mm-hmm. So I think that's an area where I think we as women can, can improve on. But I will also to just say, like, um, I've also been in situations where women have really upheld the man's mm. integrity. Yeah. That's and, good. Um, that's good. Yeah. And so it's awesome when I mm-hmm. experience that, when I witness that. Um, and it doesn't, it seems as though there's like this idea that women are just like shaming men mm. and at least not in my experiences mm. is, is that as sure. rampant, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the conversation usually is like, they don't talk to us <laughs> and, <Yep>. um, <laughs> you know, it's that type of thing. And it's just like, we, we don't know, <laughs> A lot of the guys well enough to even be able to Agreed. say anything yeah. about them, and so um, yeah, I think I, I see more of that than shaming. Yeah, mm-hmm. I sure. agree. and I, I think I think a note, um, you know, sometimes we have conversations, um, especially you know among my guy friends about this kind of thing, and one of the things uh, one of them brought up is this idea that you know women when they're in the world. They constantly uh, they constantly get attention from people they don't want, like from men from men that they don't want, whether it be catcalling, walking down the street, or just men wanting to get to know them on a really deep personal level. Um, and then they come to the church, and it's almost like men avoid them yeah. at all costs because whether it be they're trying to stay pure or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like where are they supposed to get a right view of affirmation mm-hmm. or a right view of what it is to be, you know, a sister to a brother? Um, when, you know, as guys, we're, we're for various reasons, whether it be our own securities or whatever, kind of staying away from them, you know, are not affirming them in a Christ-like ways, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I think that's an awesome point. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that is very valid because I experienced it. As a woman walking down the street, you get catcalls, and you're just like, okay, like this is not what I want to receive. Um, but it is a form of affirmation. And then when you're in the church, it's like guys have their head down and it's like they're scared to talk to you sometimes. <laughs> you're just like, oh, my gosh, am I scary? Am I intimidating? Like, what am I? Is there something wrong with me? Um, and you really start to sometimes question your value. Um, and I, I think one of the things that I, I recognize, like I'm starting to understand is that guys don't necessarily think they need women. Mm. And <laughs> until they get married, mm. right? Yeah. And so it's like, man, or unless for sex, yeah, it's yeah. like, man, like 
we need each other. We're the body of believers. And um, like, I, I can't grow fully mm. into who God wants me to be without having you, my brother, mm. alongside me, right? Like, yeah. what if we really started to see things like that? Like, I can't just grow fully into a full Christian just with being around women. I need, like, my brothers, right? Because mm. we are made differently. And, um, and so I need you guys to, to help me be more like Jesus. Mm, that's good stuff, guys. So I just want to ask this final question. Um, in community, how do men and women value each other more? How do we grow in our ability to do that? Yeah, so I can actually speak about something that God is doing in my life right now. Um, and he's been like showing me that I don't affirm um, mm. my brothers enough. If anything, like That's I'm... <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, it's real because, you know, words of affirmation isn't my primary love language. So I don't necessarily work in that. And mm. even how I grew up, like that's just not how love was mm. shown. So... And also I had like these preconceived notions of like a man and like, oh, he doesn't need to be coddled and like all this stuff. Like I don't need to like. Yes, he does. <laughs> and so that's what I assume. Like you're strong. You don't need it. You know you're yeah. great, you know. Yeah. But I, as I've grown in relationship with my brothers, I've realized like, hey, uh, they do need to be told they're doing a good job. Like mm. it's and I can't just if I'm trying to love people. Right. If I'm trying to love people in the way that they need to be loved in the place that they're in, I need to be uncomfortable and love them and reach them. Mm -hmm. um, so one thing that I've been trying to do more is just like, you know, affirming them and saying like, hey, like that either it's the way that you dress, the joke that you made, like just some type of affirmation to what you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, I also feel like that um, fosters like a healthy environment for growth because and I, another thing that I've like encountered is just like feelings of inadequacy mm. right you feel even more inadequate if i'm never telling you that you've been doing well wow. mm. um so i want to give like more positive reinforcement for what's been happening um and what they're doing because yeah you fail but mm. you're getting back up and you're doing it and you're mm. doing a great job while you're doing mm. it mm. um and you know i want to support my brothers in every endeavor the lord is calling you towards mm. yeah. um so I, I feel like that's one way another way to value um is just like listening you know, mm. and in the conversation, not just, you know, trying to rush and give your your answer, but just actually like active listening, like touch back on things that they said and show that like I care about your thoughts, your opinions, your feelings, the things that give you tension, like all of those things. Like I want to tease it out with you. I want to unpack that, flesh it out. Mm. And I don't want to just shut you down with mm. my answer because my answer is better. You mm. know, it's just really just acknowledging the person where they're at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's good. Good. Yeah, yeah, and I think the affirmation piece is especially important with um, black men and just mm. the um, and men of color and as a whole, just like recognizing that in society they're they're beat down, mm. right? Yeah. And just like not giving people a, a, like not coddling, but um, it is important for us as. Um, a believing community to just really affirm and um, let people know that we care and we see them. And um, yeah, so I would also add for me, something I've been learning is, yeah, I've been learning about how to love a brother 
when I can get nothing in return. Mm. Mm. Um, and so I think oftentimes, women, we, we may not sexually violate men, but we may emotionally violate them mm -hmm. and emotionally abuse them um, without them even knowing. <laughs> it's kind of, I'm sorry, that was a cryptic laugh. laugh. Yeah. Uh, that was hilarious. <laughs> and it's just kind of like we begin to put all these expectations yeah. that mm. the guy has no idea Gosh. that we're placing on them. And um, we withhold love. Mm. Um, even just because we feel angry or frustrated that they're not necessarily giving us what we, what we want. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. We try we, to ma manipulate situations. Mm -hmm. um, and this is just even, I'm trying to understand you, this is even between just regular guy and girlfriend. Yeah, not even just like romantic potential. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think too, the romantic mm -hmm. piece. I mean, if we're honest, so that's, that's, that's a sin some of us Mm -hmm. may bring to guy-girl relationships. It's like, as a woman, um, I have my emotional need, my emotional state is important. And so I'm looking to you as my brother to meet this thing, and you're not, and I'm upset with you, mm -hmm. or I'm going to try to manipulate a situation so that you can mm -hmm. meet this deeper need. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, if I'm honest, I've, I've probably, no, not probably. I've been guilty of it. <laughs> and um, it's, it's really hard. So really praying about how to see a brother just as a brother mm -hmm. yeah. and not as a guinea pig or, mm. you know, um, so that, like, just how do you love someone purely yeah. um, and not expect anything in return? That's mm. really hard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and so I think a great question to ask at this point, even to you guys as uh, women, what are what are things that you think men can do to better yeah. love you in the community? Yeah, that's that's what I, what I was actually gonna ask. That's what you're gonna ask. Okay, um, so all right, I think the first thing I, I think about is really get to know your sisters, yeah. right? Ask them questions. <laughs> questions Follow up. There, there yes. are many times I'm in conversations with men. And, um, you know, I feel like I am working to know about their lives. Mm -hmm. Asking them follow-up questions. Mm -hmm. Really steering the conversation along. And, and, like, the guy is, like, pouring out, like, his heart, telling yeah. me. And then it's just like, okay great <laughs> what about me <laughs> yeah and you're just like wait <laughs> don't you care about what i have to say and like yeah. yeah just and even and even then it's like no follow-up like it's just like mm. you know hey what about that thing you told me or like how's this going or how's yeah. your job going yeah. um woman that like that's a major way you can care for a woman um, by asking them about the, their lives, getting to know them, right? And then as you get to know them, um, being bold enough to speak into their lives, speak speak truth in areas that need truth spoken to, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, like I have awesome guy friends. Um, one of the things I really appreciate about them is that 
they challenge me. They're not afraid to yeah. tell me when I'm wrong um, and to point me back to the word and and to remind me of my identity in Christ. Like, I, I feel like some guys don't even know me well enough mm. to be able to speak truth to me yeah. right. specifically. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's really key. Um, and then another thing I would say is... Um, yeah, like as a single woman, especially in New York City, it's like practically sometimes very hard to navigate, like lifting stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, moving stuff around. I know this sounds trivial, but um, I live in a household full of women and we just sometimes need help. And sometimes we're like, we don't know who to call. Should we call our brothers? Nah, like, will they really be willing to come all the way over mm. here and help yeah. us with this with this thing? And sometimes that's a luxury of being married. Like, a, a married woman can call upon her husband, whereas a single woman is like, oh, I guess I got to pull out this furniture all by myself. Uh, am I seeming too needy? Um, so I think even just asking questions like, hey, is there anything I can help you with? Or being willing to um, serve um, <laughs> physical labor it's it's it seems very small but it's such a huge help i don't think that's small at all i think that that's very actually quite profound and i've actually never thought of that before and i think part of that is because yeah you just kind of assume that people are good you know and you don't you don't you're not really thinking too intimately and it, it also serves you know i guess if you were to if we were to sit down and have more conversations like this, we could even begin to get these types of insights mm. um, because we're just not really, really c- cognizant of thinking about, you know, how best can I value um, the opposite sex, or in yeah. this case, like women. So uh, there was a city yeah. group where um, Rich actually went around the circle and said, what's one question that you want to be asked? Right. And in that moment, everyone, I don't know if you remember Danny. Uh, yeah. I can't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, people gave different questions. And, you know, one of the things was, you know, ask me what what I think about it, you know. And, and you know, going back to what Yvonne first said, like, that's definitely something that, you know, I, I feel like, like, I usually play the role where I am listening, asking questions, you know, just as she described. And then I'm like, oh, do you have anything you want to ask me? No, nah, I'm good. Like, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> that was a great time of talking. Well, I'm going to go now. <laughs> and I'm leaving wow. the conversation where you know nothing about me, where mm. it's only continued because I'm asking the questions. I'm I'm really steering it. Um, mm. And it's just like, yo, show interest that you want to know about my life mm. because I'm not just going to volunteer all the information, especially if it doesn't seem like you want to know about it. Mm. So I, just like genuine concern about, you know, who I am, what I what I think about certain things, like if I'm okay, if you see I walk into the church and I'm and I have a sad face on or I look like I'm yeah. about to cry, I think I, I had a brother do that to me on Sunday and I was just like, man, everything that was just spoken about just made me think about my dad and the passing and the, what my mom is going through, like all these mm. things, and it it gave an opportunity for a real conversation to take place mm. because he saw something and he asked me about it. That's huge. 
And it, it really spoke volumes to me. Like, now I, I know that you care about me. You you see me in city group, you say, hey, but you actually want to know what's happening in my life. Mm. Um, the follow-up is so key. Like, if I if we're having a conversation and I mention, like, yeah, tomorrow I have an interview, you know, at 10 a.m. I'm really nervous about it. I'm like, okay, sis, I'm going to pray for you. Dope. Awesome. 10 a.m. comes, I have the interview, and then I never hear back from you, and then I see you on Sunday, and then you don't ever ask me that, and it just turns into a conversation about you and what you're going through. It's just like, then why did I tell you that I was mm. having an interview? You mm. know, why did I tell you things that's happening in my life if right. you're never going to ask me about it again? It was just mm. to what? Fill the conversation, fill time? Yeah. So it hurts. Yeah. You know? That's yeah. good. That's good. Hmm. I think as, mm. as, a, as a person, I'm really bad with following up with people. So yeah. I think especially as it comes to relationships, like that's something I need to grow in. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, man. Honestly, man, this has very been very enlightening. You know, for mm. me, it's like honestly, man, like I have just a hard enough time just, just keeping up relationships with my guy friends and caring about them. And if I'm that's honest right. with you, man, like there is a tendency to like treat women as second class citizens mm-hmm. like not e- not even like see because the weird thing is like okay like i operate on two planes like theologically like yeah <laughs> women created in the image of god equal to men mm. boom nope i'm definitely not chauvinistic in any of my I ways <laughs> like i'm good i'm a 21st century man i love and respect women you know what i'm saying boom and then like but when you really think through practically how you live your life and how you're interacting with women you begin to peel back like well maybe (laughs) you're not you know as forward thinking if you want to classify it like Mm -hmm. that right or as upholding the dignity of women in the best way that you can right and it's not intentional like i i genuinely feel like i love my sisters i do but there is ways to grow in that there is Mm -hmm. definitely ways in which like you need to be you know i need to be for sure like more self-conscious of the ways you can do that so yeah i think it's it's so helpful too just because men and women are are different right like um (laughs) we're made differently you know we have different things going on and so it's helpful to have these conversations to understand um how we're not doing things that we should be doing or Mm -hmm. yeah you know so. yeah and i love the fact that you confess that that yeah. you sometimes you sometimes feel like women are second class citizens yeah. and yeah. i think if more men came to that realization like it's it's safe right it's safe to say like hey the way i've been seeing my my sister isn't the way that christ sees her mm-hmm. and i need to repent of that and i actually need jesus to help me treat her Like she has dignity, value, and worth. And I think the confession is freeing and Mm -hmm. healing Mm -hmm. and transformative and um, and vice versa for a woman. Like, hey, I haven't been seeing this guy in the image like he's he's an image bearer and I need to repent of that Mm -hmm. Um, and and ask Jesus to help me um, love them as as he does. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. Um, so just in closing, what are some brief takeaways that, you know, we can have um, 
you know, as we look to kind of, I don't know, give our final exhortations or encouragements to our listeners. I know I can start. I mean, it's been very enlightening for me. I, I do feel like, you know, what I'm getting from this is, especially as I wrestle through, you know, how to interact, um, both with my own gender and the opposite gender, is that there's there are going to be risk involved. There's there there are going to be um, potential for hurt, uh, but that that should not stop you from from pressing into those relationships. Yeah. Should not stop you from you know seeking to to value. I mean to to actually believe that someone who is different from you can actually you know brings valuable insight you know into your life and i think the the verse that kind of just really pops into my head i didn't look it up or anything but where paul says like for men to treat women as sisters and as you think about that you know how would you treat your sister obviously you value her like in real life like your biological sister you know you you value her you know you seek to protect her you know you do everything you can to you know um yeah, just ensure that there's there's a um, just a level of um, flourishing that she's having. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, obviously because she's your family member, she's your sister, um, and so yeah, just even that mentality of of yeah, you can't because you would never say that I don't need my biological sister. Like she's your family, you're gonna yeah. probably if you if you had to, you'd lay down your life for her to protect her mm-hmm. and so you know wanting to really you know take that we, we, we toss around the word brother and sister a lot <laughs> but like really like is this someone like that's your sister because how would you treat your real sister you know what i mean yeah. i think I, I think sometimes we don't really we've just gotten christianese and we just toss these words around but we're like but is this really your sister though mm-hmm. you know is this really your brother though because if you really valued them like that some of these ways in which you're thinking um, or your carelessness, you wouldn't have, right? So, so yeah, that's my, my kind of my takeaway from it. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's really good. Actually, that's <laughs> really good. Um, for me, one thing that I'm going to take away, and I hope you all will take away too, is just it's going to take time, mm-hmm. you know? And, and there will be moments where we mess up and we hurt each other, but we run back and have those conflict resolution conversations and make it work. And and I feel like for me, it's just like have grace on the brothers because they just don't know sometimes. Like th- this is true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and we it's some not, not knowing people. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> and it's it's not fair to like put all this blame and have these frustrations and angers when you just sometimes they're just not privy to how they're making you feel. And I think that it is mature and healthy to have those conversations you know break the ice and talk about it um as yvonne mentioned earlier be thirsty for real relationships mm. with your brothers yeah that's mm. good you know good. be thirsty for that and yeah. let that be your end goal not oh i want to marry you like no i want to be your sister that is my goal that is why i'm pressing forward in this mm-hmm. um so yeah in that time period you know, you you got to be graceful, gracious rather, and um, and understand that maturity doesn't happen overnight, mm, and good. and so it's it's not fair to hold them to a standard that they will never reach, mm. a standard of like being extra mature. That you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, the verse that comes to mind is John thirteen thirty five. Mm. Um, 
by this all people will know that you are my disciples mm -hmm. if you have love for one another um and i think yes the way we love and relate to one another is really telling of our faith right and like it's fruit um and also i think of the verse where it's like um they will know us by our love for one another yeah. um I don't think we should take that lightly, right? That's not just like they will know us by our love for our fellow brothers or our fellow sisters, like, no, for each other. And so I just think of what it could look like when people who are not in a love relationship with Jesus come into the church and they see healthy relationships mm -hmm. with men, between men and women, woman to woman, mm -hmm. men to men. They might say like, man, something's different. And I just think we have a real opportunity to display God's unmerited grace um, towards us, towards each other, and um, be a real witness yeah. um, and shock the world. Like, yeah. we have a really huge opportunity here, and we shouldn't take it lightly. Yeah. 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 I think even my point is just to emphasize, um, um, I think all of you probably talked about a little bit this but this idea of like showing grace to one another mm. um good. yeah because it's so easy to write someone off um especially with the opposite sex because you don't have to be their friend um, <laughs> yeah you know it's so easy to write them off especially if they do something that mm. is almost like um so sometimes we write people off uh because they exhibit behavior that we wouldn't see fitting for a mate and so we transfer that to them as just a sister um and so just having that grace that um for them to maybe we need to have a conversation with them about this issue and that's part of their growth yeah, um, yeah. just understanding rightfully our role in their growth um but also in loving them where they're at you know um and showing that same grace to them that we would exp um, hope that they would share to us yeah. awesome awesome it's yeah. good stuff it's really man good. Wow, what an episode. Um, <laughs> this is very good. So, yeah, thanks for sticking in there with us. And, um, yeah, if you've been blessed by this, uh, we just ask that you, yeah, um, share this. Um, you know, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. We're also on Google Play. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, write us a review. Um, yeah and yeah of course if you have any questions you can email us at cityimagepodcast uh, at gmail.com you can follow us at the city image on twitter or on facebook city image uh, search for the page but yeah let's keep the conversation going uh, we, we thank you so much um just for your continued support continue to pray for us uh, so yeah thank you so this is uh bryant the theological giant signing out with Daniel the creator mm. peace guys mm, mm, mm. Yvonne the sage mm. my 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 <laughs> and of course Dr. Phil uh, but she's not a doctor but she's not a doctor oh, <laughs> she will be though come on be. you better affirm me Yvonne <laughs> mad affirmation going on yeah. Good. thank you guys love you guys mm.